0: than 50 other countries to parents belonging to every religion and political persuasion and every economic and social demographic you can imagine. And in this often divided and polarized world we live in, here's something very cool. Parents everywhere are much the same. No matter where or how they live, parents want to give their kids good values, a good education— and a chance to reach their full potential. And no matter what their philosophy or creed or politics are, they want to keep their children safe and protected from the world. One dad in Indonesia told us that his definition of a conservative was a flaming liberal with a teenage daughter. So we don't have to change our presentation very much when we're with a group of Hindu parents in India— or Buddhist families in Vietnam, or Muslim moms and dads in Saudi Arabia. Their hopes and worries for their children are essentially the same, so our message to them is pretty much the same. Let me repeat that thought, because it is quite amazing. Whatever other differences they may have, political, economic, or religious, when it comes to how they think of their children— what they hope and dream for them, and their most basic concerns, all parents are essentially alike. They love their kids, and that one thing gives them more in common with each other and with us than all the differences combined. Ironically, while parenting is perceived by the majority of parents everywhere as their most important job, it is a field in which we get very little instruction— Most parents don't lack the desire or the commitment to be good parents. They just need a guiding philosophy and ideas about how to implement it. And they need them fast, because parenting, after all, is a fairly short-term proposition. In about 18 years, about a fifth of our lives, a child is grown and gone, leaving too many of us wondering what we could have done better while they were here. By the time we figure parenting out, we're pretty much done doing it. Since we don't have time to work it all out for ourselves, to learn entirely by trial and error, to come up with our own completely self-discovered set of ideas that work, one goal of this book is to do some of the discovering for you. We know you will adjust and adopt the whole ownership approach to your particular situation and to your unique and individual kids, but the basic structure will be there for you as a start and as a proven foundation. Since all parents everywhere basically have the same parental aspirations and face the same parenting challenges, their questions to us are always much the same. Why won't my kids put in the effort at school to reach their full potential? Why won't they pick up their clothes or put away their toys? Why do they sometimes make such obviously bad and foolish choices? Why do they think they need to have everything their friends have? Why is it so hard for me to influence my kids and so easy for their peers to influence them? Why can't I get them to set some goals and to start feeling responsible for their lives or to work and to follow through on their tasks? Why can't I get them away from games and gadgets, from cell phones and headphones? Why is it so hard to communicate with my kids and to teach them responsibility? Perhaps Amy Chua and her tiger mother devotees would disagree and say that these are only the questions of indulgent Western parents who are raising spoiled and entitled kids, and that other parenting models, such as her Chinese one, are much more demanding and produce much more disciplined and accomplished children. But our experience suggests otherwise. These are the questions that parents everywhere are asking, including middle-class parents in China and the rest of Asia, and the vast majority of them do not want to give their children perfection-demanding discipline at the expense of love and self-esteem and a real childhood. But the interesting thing is that these questions...